0: What is up, everybody? Your boy, e from the Average Old Sports Talk Podcast, coming at you with another episode. And today, we're coming live at you on uh, Monday, September 12, giving you my uh, reaction from uh, week one of the NFL, giving you all the Sunday games, I'm going to give you the top storylines and takeaways that I thought were very relevant for the first week of the season. So we're definitely going to get this. Let's go. <laughs> it was a strange week one man there was some awesome games probably one of the best week ones i've ever seen and uh storylines galore i'm not gonna hit every single game i'm just gonna give you the top takeaways from uh, that i was able to observe uh this weekend man while i was sitting in front of the tv and just watching a lot of football you know what i'm saying so with further ado let's start with the new york giants pulling one out of their ass okay taking down the titans all right if you tell me he told me, all right, Giants were going to play and come back because they were getting manhandled, all right? They were getting manhandled, and they came back strong in the third quarter and the fourth quarter to take the lead. Um, Saquon Barkley is definitely back, boys and girls. I mean, he was practically 50% or 60% of that offense. Saquon had himself 164 rushing yards, all right? He had another 30 yards over the air, 174 all-purpose yard. All right. A two, I mean, had a touchdown and a two-point conversion. The man was a beast. A complete freaking beast. And they came back on Brian Tanninghill, who, who had an okay game. He had a couple of touchdowns. You know, he knows he's lost, he lost. definitely lost A.J. Brown. But Tanninghill kind of played his heart off, man. He had the team for the win. But, yeah, you know, the Giants pulled a, a gutty win. And, look, Saquon is back. And another takeaway is Brian Dable got the biggest cojones in the NFL. Four. Four going for it. Going for the win with tie an extra point with like less than a minute remaining. Big cojones. Saquon gets a two-point conversion. The rest is history. 21-20. Daniel Jones had a subpar typical Daniel Jones even though he threw for a couple of touchdowns. Okay? Wasn't a great Daniel Jones game. His QBR was 25. Okay? Again, Daniel Jones hasn't shown me anything. Saquon saved his ass. I know he threw for two touchdowns but he had another fumbling pick. All right? Another very, very stupid turnover. That's what he does. Again, he made a good throw here and there. He had the nice keeper a couple of times, you know, rushed for 25 yards. But at the end of the day, it was all Saquon. Saquon is back. And he looked the part. He looked the part of 2018 rookie Saquon. And it it's beautiful to watch. It is beautiful to watch. Giants get to a win. Congrats to Brian Dable. It is what it is, man. The Six years is the last time the G man went an opening week game. All right, here we go. Saints. Michael Thomas is back. Saints versus Falcons. Man, unbelievable game. Yeah, the Falcons actually came to play. Mariota had a decent, decent game, uh, keeping the, you know, not making any mistakes, keeping the Falcons alive, even though he had that one fumble. And Michael Thomas, 57 receiving yards, two touchdowns. Jarvis Landry. 114 receiving yards, seven receptions, huge factor in there. And um, it was a Taysom Hill, good old New Orleans same back to Sean Payton style, who had a 81 yards on the ground with four carries and a touchdown. Jameis, famous Jameis, did not turn the ball over. 269 threw for a touchdown. Again, Michael Thomas caught two of those touchdowns and was a beast. Great to see Michael Thomas back. It was the story of the game along with Taysom Hill. And famous Jameis Winston Did not make any mistakes And it was great to see him Michael Thomas bowling back out again 49ers versus the Chicago Bears Oof Ugly field conditions It was a freaking pool out there In Soldier Field It was uh, it was like a monsoon Just hit Chicago It was a swimming pool Ugly, ugly, tough playing conditions But the Bears pulled it off 19-10 Look, Trey Lance was playing in a very difficult situation for his first starting game of this year, you know, post the Jimmy G era, Jimmy Garoppolo era, but it did not look good. Trey Lance at least had uh, 13 carries, 54 yards on the ground. Even though he threw for a pick, 13 for 28, he looked really, really bad. Elijah Mitchell, man, went down uh, after six carries and 41 yards went down for the for the injury and it looks like he's gonna be out six weeks i have him been like a couple of my fantasy weeks but i have to mention that but overall that san francisco defense was i mean defense was decent but the offense was just stagnant and i and i'm gonna give him a pass because of the bad field conditions it was just raining all night long. on the other hand justin field did not have a great game either in the sense of like statistical wise but dealing with the elements he pulled a good game he threw for two touchdowns including a long bomb there you know he pulled off the victory, 19 to 10. There was a comeback. They were they were losing 10-7, and uh, the uh, going into the fourth quarter, and Chicago went with 12 unanswered points, giving them the win, 19 zip Two of them were a nice long touchdown there. It was it was very it was very, it was an ugly game. It was so ugly that Pettis caught that long one one reception and 51 yards touchdown. That was the big play of the game. Uh, man, Aquinas and Browns had the other reception for the touchdown. Cole Komet was nowhere to be found. Daryl Mooney, his best receiver, had one reception. It was just the elements that made this game really uncomfortable. But I give credit to Justin Fields. He battled, he battled, and pulled off the win, unlike Trey Lance. Because you're looking at kind of two of the quarterbacks Right now, the start of the post-Jimmy Garoppolo uh, era is not looking great. But give, give credit to Chicago. They pulled it off 19-10. to 10. It looked like Joe Burrows and the Bengals had a Super Bowl runner-up. Hangover. Man. If you look at the stats, 33 for 53, Burrow threw for 338 yards and two touchdowns. But the man turned the ball over five times. Fumble and four picks. This game was crazy. 23 to 20. The Steelers pulled this one off on a field goal after multiple, multiple missed field goals. Two from Money Mac, McPherson, and one from Boswell, who then hit the game winner. But it was truly insane how they lost this game. Now, many, many mistakes for the Bengals. The Bengals lost this game. They gave it away to the Steelers. The Steelers did not win it because the fourth, the five turnovers by Joe Burrow, all right? That, that's one aspect of the game, which was a huge aspect of the game, but then they even missed a call. The game could have been over because they didn't challenge they went ahead and they ran the play. There was a touchdown. There was a, a pass right at the one uh, from Jamar that Jamar Chase caught, who, by the way, Jamar Chase was a beast. 19, uh, 10 receptions, 129 yards, one touchdown. But there was a play right there towards the end of the game before regulation. Jamar Chase caught the ball, and it looked like he was actually inside. Both you know, both um, feet touched in, and the, and the actual ball was across the plane. They went ahead, and they rushed the game real quick to give the ball and run a, a running play with Mixon not given the opportunity for the uh the actual uh, referees to review it man so they that was another brain dead play there the coaching staff definitely didn't, was not on their game on this one you cannot win a game with uh, four interceptions i don't care if they made a comeback but it was a lot of misses um it was a lot of missed opportunities by the bengals including two missed field goals by mcpherson who was the man that had the leg that carried them to the super bowl last year but not the beginning of the year. So I don't know if this is a hangover for me and the runner up to the Super Bowl. um, Pittsburgh's and look, Mitch Trubisky played a very conservative game, 194 yards, not crazy. One touchdown, which he actually had that drive at the end to get him into the position to tie the game. Um, Najee Harris goes out, even though he looks like it's a minor injury, but it wasn't a lot going on for the Pittsburgh Steelers, man. If you look at their, um, their offensive game was very, very stacked. And, I mean, Frymuth was our leading receiver with 75 yards and five receptions. Uh, Claypool actually had a better game running the ball than he did catching it. He led the team with six carries and 36 rushing yards. But it was uh, Pickens who had a great uh, camp. Uh, struggled with one reception. I don't know if this is the offense that you want from the Steelers, but it wasn't impressive. They pulled one. They got lucky. They pulled one out their ass. But again, it's because the Cincinnati Bengals gave this game away. Joe Burrow gave this game away. You can't win any games, I don't care if it's close, when turning the ball over five times. Here we go. The Detroit Lions against the Philadelphia Eagles. And it was a close one to the wire, man. It was back and forth. Look, the Eagles were manhandling the, e- the Lions early on. They had a nice large lead until the fourth quarter where the Lions came back with 14 on answer. Jalen Hurst had his typical Jalen Hurst performance. Not impressive over the air. He passed for 243 yards, 60.4 QBR rating. Did not throw for a touchdown, but had an amazing game on the ground. Rushed for 90 yards, 17 carries, had a rushing touchdown. Uh, one thing he did positive though, his new wide receiver AJ Brown, he fed him the rock because AJ came up with 10 receptions, and 155 yards, and not find the end zone, but he fed him the rock, man. It was a, it was a all of, all around assault via the ground because Miles Sanders 96 rushing yards, refreshing to see that with uh, one touchdown. Kenneth Gainwell, you know, had 20 yards and a touchdown on the ground, and Boston Scott had another rushing touchdown. It was all ground attack ground and pound for the, for the Phillies and they came up with the victory. Look, Detroit Lions, give them credit. Goff had a, a okay showing, 215 yards, did have one pick and shot for uh, and had a couple of touchdowns. DeAndre Swift, man, 15 carries, 144 yards, one touchdown was a complete beast. Had another three receptions for 31 yards. Amon St. Brown, Keeping up with his uh, campaign from last year, picking up where he left off, eight receptions, 64 yards, and a touchdown. DJ Shark, the newest Lion, had 52 yards, four receptions, and a touchdown. So, look, positive, positive aspects here for the Detroit Lions. Again, they're still the Cardiac Lions because they lost another closed game. Shout-out to the Phillies. Their ground game was insane. The question here is not that the Phillies can run. They can, they can beat you on the ground. So can Jalen Hurst with his legs. But can he deliver via the air? Hey, A.J. Brown, 155 receiving yards is not bad. He needs to kind of spread the ball a little bit more because Devontae Smith did not have a single reception. He had a goose egg all over the place. So this is something that we know is a struggle for Philly, and we think that Jalen Brown's going to improve that this year. But Detroit had another close game. Philly just, their ground game, their running game, was just way too strong. If you told me that Carson Wentz was going to pass for over 300 yards and four touchdowns, I would have said, bro, pass that crack because it's really killing your brain. But he did. 28-22 uh, to over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Damn, 27-41. For Not a great quarterback rating, but 313 yards and four touchdowns. I was pretty insane. He spread the ball around, uh, threw a touchdown to Terry McLaurin and one to Curtis Samuel. Shout out to Antonio Gibson, who had seven receptions for 72 yards. Gibson's on the, on the air a lot, which was pretty good. And Gibson had a great game. 14 carries, 58 yards, picking up the slack. Uh, for Brian Robertson, who, uh, you know, who was earlier was, who was shot, and now he's uh, on the IR, hopefully coming back week five. But let me tell you something, boys and girls. Jahan Dodson. Rookie Jahan Dodson. Three receptions, 40 yards, two touchdowns. I think we're going to remember this game. I think this kid's going to be huge. I think this kid's gonna be huge, man. But Carson Wentz delivers in the opening day, or right, and his debut I, with the uh, Washington Commanders. Now, the problem with Wentz is is he gonna keep this up all year long? And honestly, based on the history, recent history, no. On the Jacksonville Jags and Trevor Lawrence had a touchdown and a pick, 275 yards, another crappy quarterback rating. Uh, but James Robinson came out big. 11 carries and 66 yards and a touchdown. Travis Etienne, uh, remember, he was a rookie last year, and he came up this year after ACL. Had four carries, 47 yards. He also did pretty good over the air. Two receptions and 18 uh, yards, and he actually had a touchdown, a drop that could have been a touchdown, man, right there from Trevor Lawrence. It was like in his hand. and He kept his eyes off and dropped it. I would have been an easy, wide-open touchdown. New addition for the Jags. Christian Kirk has six reception, 117 yards. Very positive day for the Jaguars. Look, they looked okay. The Jags looked okay. I think they're still going to be shitty for the season, but they looked a lot better than they did last year. But again, if you would have told me that Carson Wentz was going to throw four touchdowns and 313 yards, I would have said, dude, go to rehabs because you're shit that's, that you're smoking, that crack is going to kill you. Baker Mayfield falls falls very short, a little bit short from his redemption game, his revenge game against the team that traded him, but was not playing against the quarterback. They traded him because they guaranteed him $230 million. It was Jacoby Brissett on the other end delivering the win. Baker tried hard. I'm going to give him credit. The Browns take this one 26-24. Baker made a nice effort in a comeback, uh, putting up 17 points in the fourth quarter. And look, he had a pick and a touchdown didn't have a great quarterback rating, which has been the story of Baker's career, but he also had a rushing touchdown. He played hard, all right? Christian McCaffrey had a subpar game, 33 rushing yards, one touchdown for the, um, for the Carolina Panthers. Robbie Anderson had a long bomb there for a touchdown from Baker. Disappointing game by DJ Moore, but the story of the game was the Cleveland Browns ground and pound game, and Nick Chubb, a beast, 141 rushing yards with 22 carries. Kareem Hunt had 46 rushing yards with a touchdown. Also had four receptions, 24 yards with a a touchdown catch as well. I, it was just the defense for the Browns and also the running game is what delivered the win for the Browns. Look, Baker said he was gonna fuck them up, and then he said that he said he didn't say that. He denied it, but deep down inside, you know he was thinking it. But guess what? Baker fell short, man, and the revenge game will not happen. And unfortunately, dude, he needs to, like, get back on the horse next week and get on it. But he had a good effort. I give him credit. I give Baker credit. He had a good effort. So, therefore, let's give Kate Baker the Effort Award of, of the Week. It is what it is, man. Jacoby Brissett just beat Baker Major. Now, let's keep the train moving, boys and girls, with another quarterback debut with a new team that just felt just a little bit short. They didn't get the dub, but they didn't get the loss either. I'm talking about the Indianapolis Colts against the Houston Texans, man. Matt Ryan threw for 352 yards, had a comeback, still had an uh, interception, and threw for a pick, but fell short, man, in overtime. They could Neither team could score. Hey, David Mills, man, kept up. He kept up with pace there. He had 240 yards, two touchdowns, and, hey, man, the, the, the Houston Texans were scrappy, man. At one point, they were, they were leading 20 to nothing. All right, 20 to nothing going into the fourth quarter. I mean, 20 to three, I'm sorry, going into the fourth quarter until Matt Ryan put on his, you know, captain comeback hat and, you know, rallied the troops. And look, Pittman, nine receptions, 121 yards and a touchdown, solid. Again, what do you think of the beast, Jonathan Taylor? 31, 161 yards and uh, one touchdown. Now, let's give a little credit to the Houston Texans because nobody, everybody's counting them out. We know what Brandon Cook's going to give you. Uh, they have a quarterback in David Mills who's very, very, very gutty and uh, and gritty. But at the end of the day, that defense came to play. I mean, they held the Indianapolis Colts who have an explosive offense. Because when you got Pittman and Jonathan Taylor, yo, it is nasty. Look, Paris Campbell, a little bit off. Uh, he's got to have better games than this, all right? Um, Hakeem Heim. Wasn't nowhere to be found. He has six receptions over 50, you know, 50 yards, but you know, did not do much on the ground. But that's where you keep Nakeem high because he's he's a guy. He's a passing down back. But the Houston Texans came to play. At one point, they were manhandling the Indianapolis Colts. Shout out to uh, uh, Matt Ryan. I think he's gonna have a good season overall. I think the Colts are gonna be a sleeper. That defense and it, once he gets used to this offense, it's gonna be pretty. It's gonna be a pretty good fun fun team to watch. Shout out to Lovey Smith. Hey man. Hey, you did what you did. The Houston Texans came to play, and they had a good showing. Now, don't sleep on the Houston Texans. Now, let's talk about a tale of two offseason with this one here. The Green Bay Packers get shellacked by the high offense, Minnesota Vikings, 23-7. While one team comes back strong and beats their nemesis, Kirk Cousins, 20-77 yards, 80.7 quarterback rating, I mean, Dalvin Cook had a decent, you know, 20 carries, 90 rushing yards. Justin Jefferson is a freaking beast. Nine receptions, 184 yards, career high. Two touchdowns could not be guarded. This offense looked pretty good against a pretty good Green Bay defense. On the other hand, Aaron Rodgers is going to have a long season. The post-divorce of Adams has not started well. Even Jordan Love has some burn in the game. He went four for five with 65 yards. But Aaron Rodgers had a dismal 16.1 quarterback rating, which is unlikely. But again, what do you expect? When Romeo Dubs can catch a ball, Christian Watson drops a complete, a complete drop that would have gone for a touchdown. (laughs) If you look at the body language from Aaron Rodgers, told the whole story in other words it told you I don't want to be here please I don't want to be here shoot me take me out of my misery but either way Aaron was battling you know he had five carries of 49 yards that's because he was trying to make something out of nothing because he did not have anything down the field. that Christian Watson drop was really really horrible okay his best receiver of the game was A.J. Dillon who's a running back but Minnesota looked good I think Kirk Cousin is a dark horse. That's right. Kirk Cousin, I'm going to say it. Kirk Cousin is a dark horse for the MVP. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Next, no Tyreek Hill, no problem for Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is just a different freaking animal. He is in a different freaking level. The man is totally awesome. awesome. Throws for five touchdowns against the Arizona Cardinals. Picks the Arizona Cardinals apart. The Chiefs put up forty-four points. They shredded a Arizona Cardinal team that's not a bad team. It's actually a really decent team, but they made them look like the New York Jets. A home goes thirty for thirty-nine passes for three hundred and sixty-five touchdowns. QBR of ninety-four point one. Bro, come on. The man is the fucking truth. balance game he spread the ball around all right we had a rushing touchdown by Isaiah Pacheco you know this kid's gonna get I think it's gonna get a lot of burning time on the ground 12 carries 62 yards Travis Kelsey of course, is the leading receiver eight receptions 121 yards one touchdown Juju he used Juju Smith-Schuster to his strength fed him the rock in the slot 79 yards six reception regardless of that fumble MVS New receiver, Marcus Valdez-Scanley. Four receptions, 44 yards. Clyde, you know, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who, you know, it's going it to, gave him both a little bit of running on the ground and caught for two touchdowns. It was one was a shuffle back. He fed the ball around. Touchdown from Nicole Hartman. Rookie, Jody Fortson, caught a touchdown. The man, the man kept everybody. He, he fed everybody. He fed the rock, man. He is like the Steph Curry of the NFL because the man just put up points, all right, like the snow tomorrow, shoot them threes, passes the rock. He is an absolute freaking wonder of the world, baby. Let's get it. You can't get any wrong than that, baby. He is the truth. Patrick Mahomes is the greatest quarterback right now in this game. He's the number one quarterback. There's a lot of good quarterbacks out there, but he is going to be the greatest quarterback. He is the next up when Brady retires, no doubt about it. For Arizona, Kyler Murray, sub game, two touchdowns, 193 passing yards, another 29 on the ground, just did not have a lot of support. Marcus Brown had a touchdown, which is a nice debut for him. Zach Hurts, only 14 receiving yards, still caught a touchdown and a two-point conversion. But it wasn't enough, man. I mean, Kansas City just brought in a complete avalanche. It, it brought a complete snowball effect. It was an avalanche that just flattened the Arizona Cardinals and had no idea what the hell to do with Patrick Mahomes, the GOAT, the next up. Patrick Mahomes is a different animal. There's others similar to him. But no one is made up or built like Patrick freaking Mahomes. Talking about new faces and new places, man. Devontae Adams makes his Raider debut. He did not disappoint. 10 receptions, 141 yards, and a touchdown. Derek Carr has himself a new shiny toy. The result of the same bumping cars. He had a horrible game, even though he threw for two touchdowns, three interceptions, horrible QBR, 26.9, 22 out of 37. Had a horrible game, except for Devontae Adams eating and Brandon Bolden getting, you know, getting getting a little bit of taste of the passing game with two receptions, and they couldn't do anything. They could not do anything. Just the bright, complete bright spot for the Raiders was. Devontae Adams which again he proves that he could catch the ball from any quarterback not just Aaron Rodgers Justin Herbert is, made, is built different just like Patrick Mahomes 26 out of 34 3 touchdowns they, they, they played a really good Vegas team right 24 24 uh, to 19 was, a, was the final score one thing I learned about this game again Justin Herbert like Patrick Mahone, fed the fucking rock to other receivers. Let me look at this. Look at the spread. DeAndre Carter had three receptions, 64 yards, and a touchdown. Newcomer Gerald Abbott, tight end, had a touchdown himself. Xander Hovath had another touchdown. So his big dogs, Keenan Allen, left the game injured, did not have a touchdown. And Mike Williams was nowhere to be found. He had two receptions for 10 yards that were locking him up. But he's able to find other players to feed the ball to. That's a mark of a great quarterback. He is just in that level of Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes still to the top. But Justin Herbert, I'm telling you, man, another dark horse for MVP because he is nasty. Uh, 24 to 19. This defense came to play. I'm telling you, everybody's going to sleep on the Chargers defense. This defense came to play. All right. 39 total tack, 51 total tackles. All right. They had a total of six sacks. They, they came to play. They came to play, boys and girls. You don't want to mess with this defense, all right? Khalil Mack was a huge factor. Bosa, Khalil Mack, man, all right? He is with the Chargers. Had himself six tackles, three sacks. An addition that's already paying off. Guys, do not sleep. Do not sleep on the Chargers. I know the AFC is packed, but guess what? This The Chargers are going to be a team this year that will be very awesome. It is what it is. I think if we were to take a survey in the NFL to figure out who is the most overpaid and overrated quarterback in the league. I think if you base it on salary and accomplishment, the survey would say ding, ding, ding. Dak Prescott. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers take down the Dallas Cowboys 19-3. to The Cowgirls could not muster any offense. Dak gets kicked out of the game and is injured, and he's completely out the game. Out probably right now for six weeks and before he went out, so was that Dallas offense because they could not do anything. They had three points of field goal, and that could not do jack. All right, he had like 134 yards of interception. I mean, that defense was pretty solid. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense wasn't that great either because, all right, Tom Brady had 212 yards with a, with a touchdown or an interception. Uh, it was just, you know, the ground game was a lot better for Tampa Bay with Lenny Fournette with 127 rushing yards. Uh, nice surprise by Julio Jones. Three receptions, 69 yards. Mike Evans doing his thing. It's a shame that they lost Godwin. But guess what? You kind of knew that was going to happen because I think they rushed him coming back. But the Cowgirls have a problem. Dak is overrated. Now they're probably going to have a tough time in this next six to seven games without Dak Prescott, okay? Or eight, I forget what it is. With Cooper rush at the helm. They need to figure something out and start picking up the phone and trying to see if they could trade for Jimmy G, all right? But the Buccaneers defense came to play It wasn't an exciting game at all. It was very boring. But the Cowgirls start the season with a loss. And what's crazy is that my Giants actually started the season with a win. It's a good first week, everybody, for everybody. It's a win-win side for myself, the podcast, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who manhandle. Manhandle the freaking uh, Dallas Cowgirls. Uh, Look, the best offensive weapon, Tampa Bay, I was their kicker. All right, Ryan Suckup. Hit four out of five field goals, okay? He got busy. I wish I would have picked them up for my fantasy team because I only got one point out of my field goal kicker. Ah, oh, man. But it was, again, it was an ugly game. Uh, I think we saw the rust from uh, Brady for not being in camp because, you know, he had to take his family to the vacation that he promised him. He needed to take them when he retired and then he decided to come back. You know, I give him credit. Yeah, Tom Brady's the goat. He could do whatever the hell he wanted. He could leave right now, tomorrow, and take another vacation and come back to practice and nothing would happen. But Todd Bowles, man Todd Balls who's a quarter you know who's a great offensive um, a coach did, did a great job with this defense give him, give him credit because this defense kinda, it's going to keep the Bucks in games it's going to give an opportunity to Brady to you know take him to the next level here you know what's crazy every year that Tom Brady wins a Super Bowl right and then goes back and then goes back and gets eliminated like in the championship game he comes back the year after and wins a Super Bowl what's going to happen in Tom Brady's last year is the GOAT going to win another super bowl to end his career we shall see all right everybody just gave you the recap of the best storylines in week one on the sunday slate that i thought had the most impact all right and uh again i didn't cover every game i just gave you rapid recaps and takeaways uh, of week one because hey it is what it is it's what i do man this is my specialty thank you everybody for listening Uh, Your boy, Emang, is uh, doing some work right now. I am actually involved in four fantasy leagues, but there's one fantasy league in in particular. There's two. The Midtown Brigade, the one that you guys go to my YouTube channel. I do a recap every week. I've been in this league for a while. I won it last year. It's a $1,200 first plate league. It's no joke, man. It's no joke. It's actually, we got some dogs in that league. But this year, I am in another football league. It's actually a reality fantasy competition called The Trenches. First time ever, ever has been done in reality TV. A fantasy football competition. And there's a lot of twists, man. There's a lot of twists. I'm going to put the link to the draft episode on my bio so you can go check it out. Subscribe to the channel, which is Armchair Athletics, so you could keep up week after week with your boy E Man. Which, by the way, I use my real name in there. It's Elio Lorenzo, which I don't know. I might think to go back and start using my real name out of here because I'm getting a lot of feedback. But anyway, go check it out. It's going to be in the description of this podcast. So you can go ahead and check out the Armchair Athletics and see your boy kill it, kill it alongside some very, very, you know, qualified fa- fantasy football content individuals here, man. I mean, I got sports writers, we got beat covers, we got beat writers, we got people that cover teams, work for sporting news sites, guys that just create content on this kind of stuff on fantasy football. And then you got your boy who knows how to talk a lot of smack and there's a little world around it in different sports, right? But, um, hey, it's great. You're going to see the description. It's called The Trenches, Reality Football Competition by Armchair Athletics, LLC. Check it out, man. It's fun. A lot of interesting twists. This shit makes Big Brother look like a game of dominoes when you when you watch this with the twist and all the the, uh, the high-quality uh, hurdles that we got to go week after week. Well, anyway, thank you guys for listening. I appreciate the love. Downloads are coming up, man. Podcast keep blowing up. Appreciate the love on Twitter. Your boy E-Man from the Average Joe Sports Talk signing out. Peace you